Uh, welcome to Reels and Records, episode 7. I thought it would be a little too perfect to make this episode right after the La La Land episode. And also it's Pride Month now, so I wish you happy Pride in the form of an episode dedicated to this film. The 2016 Best Picture winner, directed by Barry Jenkins, with an outstanding cast, Alex Herbert, Ashton Sanders, Trevante Rhodes, Mahershala Ali, Naomi Harris, Janelle Monet, and Andre Holland. Moonlight. Hello, stranger. This is where I'm going to warn you. If you haven't seen Moonlight yet, I advise you to watch it first and then listen to the episode. The movie is such an enlightening and heartening experience. And experiencing it without any prior knowledge of what it's about, what it means, makes it that much more special. That's your warning. Okay, I wrote an essay on Moonlight um, for a final last semester. So I'm going to read a little bit of it because I was a little too proud of it. It's titled The Language of Cinematography in Moonlight. So it's primarily about the technical aspects of its filmmaking, but there's still an analytic breakdown of the movie itself, so I feel like t- I feel like it would work. <laughs> Moonlight is a vivid portrait of boyhood and self-discovery. It houses a stunning narrative and remarkable visuals, all curated to perfect the imperfection of life. Skipping ahead a little bit. Empathy is the strength of good cinematography. To make someone feel further than just sympathy for a character is a muscle to be broken and exercised. Cinema is a mode of communication, a mode of education, and a mode of creation. It is techniques like lighting, composition, and camera movements that allow filmmakers to make an impact. The impact is often subconscious. It often goes unnoticed by many audiences. But the essential message is fundamentally laced into the bones of the film. Moonlight has an incomparably intricate code that, when unraveled, unlocks a psychological and emotional substance that is the root of great cinema. Music unlocks the emotional cue to even comprehend the emotions presented by lighting and camera techniques. Music is much easier for the soul to read than a handheld shot or a tightly framed subject. Moonlight has mastered emotions as music. The soundtrack was composed by Nicholas Bretel. Bretel has worked on If Beale Street Could Talk, another film by Barry Jenkins, the TV show Succession, the Star Wars series Andor, The Big Short, Cruella, The King, Don't Look Up, a ton more. Barry Jenkins did an interview with Pitchfork where he was asked about the origins and creative process behind Moonlight's soundtrack. And he said, I just always knew that I wanted to have an orchestral score for the film. And it was really beautiful because we didn't have to test that theory. Most of the source cues I wrote into the script, but I didn't write, now we have score here. So it was a really organic process over the course of post, watching the film with Nick and deciding when and where we were going to have score. And then using those three themes, figuring out how to augment around those. When we very first started the process, even before Nick sent over his original music, he made a playlist without me telling him to. It had Southern hip hop and orchestral chamber music, UGK, 8-Ball, MJG, Outkast. But then also Bach, Beethoven, and Mozart. Even at the most early stage, I knew I wanted to blend these things. One of the pieces he sent over in that first draft was that Mozart piece we use in the film um, to open the scene where the kids are playing football. I always knew that was what it was going to be. The shape it was going to take, I wasn't sure of. 
and that's when the process got super fun because we started chopping and screwing the orchestra. End quote. We'll talk about um, the chopping and screwing part a little bit later, but first I really want to emphasize the use of contrast, which I never shut up about ever. The excerpt explains the style of music the soundtrack contains so well. There's this contradiction between soulful hip-hop and full, soft, eerie orchestral music. The perfect combination to create an atmosphere, one of culture and growing pains, yearning, and power. Moonlight follows a boy named Chiron through three different stages of his life, beginning when he is a young boy and is called Little, and then growing into his teenage years where he's called by his name, Chiron, and finally following him into adulthood when he then goes by Black. I've talked about this before. I think it was in the Little Women episode where certain characters will sometimes have their own musical themes, ones that symbolize who they are and what they're feeling. Um, And tracks 2, 8, 10, and 18 are titled Little's Theme, Chiron's Theme, Chiron's Theme Chopped and Screwed, and Black's Theme. Probably the most astounding part about this soundtrack is this melody, this theme that grows with Chiron. It breathes and it bruises him, feels all his fear and then all his relief as well. It's probably at the top of my list for best melodies of all time. You don't just create something like that. This melody sounds like it was begged for, yearned for, prayed for, suffered for. The interviewer asked Jenkins about the line of melody saying, I was trying to think of a word to describe the original score. And while it's extremely beautiful, there's almost a terror in some of the music. Does that sound right to you? Jenkins then answered, That sounds very right to me. The film is inherently intersectional, and one of the sections is about masculinity and how the world projects world projects this idea of masculinity, in particular on young African-American men. Sometimes how you ingest this idea of masculinity as projected onto you by the world could be the difference of life and death. So I do think there are things at stake, even in the score, like in the idea of this drug dealer trying to teach a young boy how to swim. That's a very gorgeous image, and yet there's a storm coming. I think the music carries that edge. To start, I want to talk about Little's theme. Little's theme carries a weight that you can almost physically feel when listening to it. But there's also a sense of youthfulness inside of it. It's still very lighthearted if you compare it to the other versions of Chiron's progressing themes. Pitchfork describes it as gentle and vaguely mournful. I couldn't find more perfect words for it than that. Gentle describes the emotional atmosphere, but also the actual techniques used in playing the instruments. The piano is played gently, of course, but that's not what stands out to me. What stands out to me is the violin, played so gently that the tone never quite reaches fullness. I started playing violin in middle school, and this is the tone that most beginner players have, um, just not on purpose. And then you spend years being told to perfect a full and confident tone to avoid this wispy one with all of your efforts. But in this song, in this case, the technique is used so artistically to create a sense of innocence flowing throughout the piece. It's beautiful and it's haunting, but it's metaphorically inexperienced, and I'm in love. The next theme is Chiron's theme. 
The only major difference between Chiron's theme and Little's theme is that Chiron's theme is in a slightly lower key, which is a distinct representation of his aging. Someone in the comments of the video um, on YouTube of the song said that it was a minor third lower than Little's theme. And then another person replied to that, amazing how simple, yet adds a whole layer of emotion and maturity. The interesting aspect of this stage of Siren's life is that of identity, with a highlight on sexual identity, which plays a major role in this film. When I quoted Barry Jenkins earlier, he talked about what the idea of masculinity projects onto young men, especially young black men. This intersectional tie between race and sexuality is a stigmatized topic for which Moonlight opened the door. There was a study done at San Diego University by Deja Alfred called Moonlight, the story of navigating black male sexuality that explains this far better than I could. Deja Alfred says, Chiron seems to consistently try to suppress his homosexual desires out of fear that others in his community will think that something is wrong with him. This aspect of the film is hugely important for many black males who have gone through some of the same struggles as Chiron. Until the release of this film, stories about LGBTQ people of color had been largely ignored and or misrepresented. Therefore, having these struggles played out on screen allows for a more open discussion about the negative stigma that has been unfairly placed upon homosexuality within the black community. Historically, being a gay black man has often been linked to alienation from the black community and has often been met with intense homophobic judgment. This can cause black men to feel the need to suppress who they really are and even alter their masculinity in a way that would help them avoid being ridiculed by others in their community. This need to alter one's masculinity is also something that Chiron deals with as he gets older. The track titled Chiron's Theme, Chopped and Screwed, portrays the suppression, the confusion, the isolation, and the trepidation of Chiron's situation. When asked about why the texture of Chopped and Screwed felt right for Moonlight, Barry Jenkins said, When you slow things down, there's this emotion, this yearning. I think in some ways, in Moonlight, we're doing the same thing. There's this idea, especially in the story, of Black trying to project this idea of masculinity, but as his life slows down, you get to see that he's just sitting there. When he actually talks to someone, he can't hide all this that's really deep down. Chopped and Screwed is a music genre where music is slowed and uniquely remixed to, in a sense, chop up the song. It originated from the 90s hip-hop scene in Houston, Texas, and was developed by DJ Screw. The song Classic Man, playing in Chiron's car as he drives with Kevin, is also a Chopped and Screwed version. In another light, this signifies Chiron's true identity, aside from what is projected that Chiron was cool, not hard. He says that this opportunity for extra attention towards the lyrics of the song indicates sensitivity and vulnerability, two emotions that are strong connectors between Chiron and Kevin. Now that we've tri transitioned into Chiron's adulthood, let's talk about Black's theme. What I love and appreciate so much about Black's theme is that it musically is so much more developed than its previous themes. There are more instruments layered, more bass notes to support it, and more variation in the melodic line. 
What I mean by this is that the composer has taken the liberty to express even more depth with the instruments used for the melody. Now we can hear that there are deeper yet somehow more elegant stringed instruments and a piano accompaniment gracing the very top of the melody. This is such a sound and solid way to put a person's growth into music. Despite his progress, Chiron's growth isn't linear, and he isn't suddenly mature and perfect. An article by Callum Marsh describes the adult Chiron as a repressed and reinvented trapper with a wounded, yearning soul. What I especially appreciate about Black's theme is the consistent underlying tremolo. Um, I've said this before, but tremolos are very often used to musically convey anxiety and uncertainty. And that's the aspect of adulthood I found myself identifying with most. Um, I'm in awe of the dual expression Nicholas Bertel was able to construct. The theme's melody is placed into several other tracks, such as track 3, Ride Home, track 14, Atlanta Isn't So Big, and at the very end of track 20, the end credits suit. There's so much meaning inside of the soundtrack and inside of this movie, but I really wanted to hone in on the relationship between music and Chiron's personal growth. His confidence, or often the lack of confidence in his identity, his uneasiness of individuality, his deepest fears of vulnerability, all of the above. This movie means the world to so many people. It gave voices to those who had yet to be heard and offered comfort in not quite yet knowing who you are. And not only did it speak on race, sexuality, and self-worth, it touched on familial relationships, drug abuse, masculinity, guilt, redemption, bullying, peer pressure, betrayal, forgiveness, and at the root of it all, love. That's all I have for today. Um, I know it was a short episode, but I wanted to focus on just Chiron's themes. I recognize that there are so many people out there who are much more qualified to be sharing their perspective on this movie than me. Um, if you want to read or watch more about the impact Moonlight has had on people of color and or people in the LGBTQ plus community, I have a couple to recommend. Um, the first video is called What Moonlight Means to Queer Black Men. It's by BuzzFeed on YouTube. It's a really great video and it has so many perspectives that are so important to take to heart when learning about this film. The next one I learned so much from, it's a video called um, Moonlight, Exploring Masculinity and Black Masculinity by a channel called Sage's Reign. This video explains Moonlight's depictions of father figures and dives into how extremely human Juan's character is. It also touches on how performing masculinity is to survive. He references Bell Hook's book, um, The Will to Change, several times too, which I think is great. I also recommend the video Keep Your Homophobia Away from Moonlight by Kimberly Foster. She speaks so beautifully and powerfully about the astounding characterization in Moonlight. And then my last recommendation is the article from the University of San Diego written by Kylie Nevels, Nevels titled Moonlight, the Intersectionality of African-American Men. This is a perspective from someone who attended a screening of Moonlight with panelists who afterwards answered questions and discussed themes from the film. The author talks about the cycles of poverty, drug abuse, and of toxic masculinity, addressing the way that Chiron grew up to take on a role of masculinity he didn't feel comfortable in. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm constantly amazed when I do the research and write the scripts for these episodes um, by what I learn and by the fact that music has the ability to communicate this much and touch so many people. It's the coolest thing ever, and I am so in love with 
the way that music affects cinema and all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, until next time, I hope you have a super nice day and your music hits, hits, <laughs> your music hits extra hard. Bye guys. Thank you.